In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One thing we all need to remind ourselves about from time to time is that every or something that gospel matters. Whether it's something that might seem not too important or something that Jesus is clearly doing to show us something. Every detail matters. So there's many things that we can talk about with this famous miracle that Jesus performs. There's many details to focus on, but we can look at just one thing that can teach us a lot. And that is the fact that Jesus is doing this miracle at a wedding. So Jesus is at a wedding, and the only people that are mentioned and have some kind of role there are Jesus himself, and Mary, his mother, and his disciples are with him too, and there's some servants at this feast. Jesus gives them some directions, and they follow those directions, and the miracle happens after that. Whose wedding is this, though? Who's the bride? Who's the groom? Who's getting married? None of those things are mentioned. So that means John, the disciple who's writing this gospel, is trying to tell us something more important, something more meaningful than just that wedding that's happening there. He's trying to tell us something about who Jesus is and why he was sent to us, to humanity. So if we go back to the beginning of John's gospel, he starts with, in the beginning. So he's making us remember Genesis. He's making us remember the first book of the Bible, when everything started. He's telling us to go back to the beginning. And the first words I said when I was reading this gospel were, on the third day. That should make us think of something else. Why is this detail included? Why is John telling us to look at the third day? If you look at the days that have happened so far, we're only in the second chapter of John's gospel. This is now the seventh day from the beginning of John's gospel. So again, he's making us look back to Genesis, back to the seven days of creation. And he's making us think there's a new creation happening. He's pointing us to the fact that a new creation is happening through the actions of Jesus. And why is this new creation happening? It's because humanity, us, me and you, and all the humans that have existed before us, have repeatedly turned away from God through our sins. Yes, God created us and this world and everything that's in it. And he wants to love us the way a groom loves his bride on their marriage day and every day after. That's how God wants to love us. That's why the context of this miracle is a wedding. But although we know God wants to love us that way, although there's so many places in the Old Testament and the New Testament where the author shows us that God wants to love us that much, we still turn away from Him. How? Because we sin. Because we know how much God loves us, but we still choose another way. We still decide to worship something else. We still decide to worship something else in place of God. We don't choose to love God back. And that is what sin is. So who is Jesus? What is John telling us about Jesus in this gospel passage? Jesus is a walking wedding. Jesus is a walking marriage. Well, how? 
we all know that Jesus is 100% God and 100% man. He's 100% divine and he's 100% human. And that is a mystery maybe we can never fully understand, but it's a mystery that shows us that Jesus himself is the marriage between divinity and humanity. So Jesus himself is a wedding. And he's the wedding of divinity and humanity in the flesh. That is something very profound. That is something very meaningful for us as Christians. He is the walking expression of God's love that God wants to have with humanity. And at this wedding, at this wedding in Cana, he's giving us a preview of what that party of that wedding is going to be like. So at our weddings, we have parties that don't come close to what Jesus is giving us in this wedding, in his wedding, in the wedding that he wants to have with us. The weddings we have don't come close, not only because they're all the same, no matter which singer you bring, no matter what kind of food you have, no matter where you do your wedding, no matter how much money you spend on your wedding, no matter how cool everything looks, all those weddings are the same. They all start the same and they all end the same. And then they finish and then you get invited to another wedding and the same thing happens again. Jesus' wedding is not like that. Jesus' wedding doesn't end. We fall into this pattern that we think we need those things to have a successful wedding. But we fool ourselves when we do that. Who points us in the right direction? Who's the one that points us in the right direction, not only in this gospel passage, but with anything that we think we need in our lives? Who's the one today that points everybody in the right direction? It's Mary. It's the Blessed Mother. She's the one that notices there's no wine left at this wedding. She's the one that cares enough to notice that. The Blessed Mother, the model of every disciple, the mother of the church. In those days when there used to be weddings, the wedding wouldn't be just like for four or five, six hours and then it would end at like midnight or one or two a.m. Weddings would go on for a couple days, a few days. So you would need a lot of wine to keep the wedding going because wine is the thing that makes everyone happy and alive and ready to party. So when you're out of wine, party's over. So Mary notices that. And when we are lo running low on wine in our lives, when we are far from God in our lives, when we are far from being truly happy in our lives, when we reject God's grace in our lives, Mary intercedes on our behalf. She tells her son, even today, they have no wine. She points us in the right direction by saying what? Do whatever he tells you. And what happens when you do whatever he tells you? Water turns into wine. Saints, sorry, sinners can become saints. When you go and do whatever Jesus tells you, you have the opportunity to respond to his grace. And when you do that, you turn from sin and you turn back towards this bridegroom who wants to marry you. You turn back to God who wants to show you what true love is, which is the giving of self. And not just a marriage party, a wedding party that lasts for a few hours with singing and dancing. 
Again, all our weddings start and end the same way. But the wedding feast that we're invited to here in this gospel passage and in the mass that we're about to participate in, it's different because it's transformative. It's different because of what we receive. It's different because of the food that we eat, who is the groom himself, his supernatural body and blood that sustains us not just for a few hours, but forever. It gives our soul what our soul needs. It doesn't just entertain our body. Brothers and sisters, we need more wine. Our society is running low on wine, on good wine that lasts. We need more marriages to love in the same way that Christ loves his church and gives himself for his bride. We need more men who are willing to lay down their lives to transform bread and wine into body and blood, into the body and blood of Christ who, that, that he gives us on his wedding day when he gives himself for his church on the cross. We need more disciples like Mary who are constantly pointing others to Christ and everything that they say and do. Let us try to meet these goals, brothers and sisters, by doing whatever he tells us. By God's grace, may it be so. Amen.